Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and ClearVista Financial are not affiliated. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Welcome, everyone, to the Spin Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice, and as always, I'm joined in the studio today by fellow financial advisor and general uh, financial advisor sidekick, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going really well. Good. I was thinking about today uh, is the, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 2001. Yes, and uh, just remembering all the folks that were that were lost that day and and the families impacted by that. We all probably knew somebody that was impacted by that, that fateful day. And certainly we remember those that we lost during that time. Absolutely. And even people that we've lost since, you know, with firefighters and first responders that have, you know, developed diseases and things from mm-hmm. rushing to the scene. Um, you know, we just want to uh, remember those folks and remember this day. It's a time that we don't want to ever forget. So, but Jesse, our topic today is five saving strategies, retirement saving strategies, that come from the book of Proverbs. Right. The book of Proverbs is just a, a wealth of wisdom, and a lot of uh, what they talk about is dealing with wealth and possessions, so it's actually great that we can do an entire show and not even scratch the surface of everything. Yeah. But we got lots of great topics for you today about what Proverbs says, Um Believe it or not, Proverbs 1.1 does not say thou shalt retire at 65 and collect Social Security and be happily ever after. Yeah, in fact, there's there's not really anything in the Bible dealing with right. retirement except for the retirement, mandatory retirement of some Levitical priest. Right, that's not Proverbs, though. That's not in Proverbs. Uh, same, same Old Testament, right? But yep. uh, wisdom is, lots of wisdom in Proverbs, and so we'll jump into it today. The first major topic we're going to discuss is really wisdom from Proverbs on financial prudence. Mm-hmm. And this really affects all investors, not just folks that are focused on retirement, right. but all investors. Proverbs 21, um, 3. Is that 3, Jesse? It's a 5, yeah. It's a 5. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. I'm also reminded of Proverbs 21. 30, 20, excuse me. You should read the verses, Jesse. <laughs> okay, Proverbs 21, 20. Uh, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. I promise, folks, that when I when I do trading and things like that, I put on the little cheaters to do that. <laughs> so, so what does it mean to have financial prudence, and what does it mean to be planners when it comes to retirement, Jesse? So storing up, uh, when you do have income and wealth and blessings. I think this Proverbs 21 is talking about we set aside some of it and we save and uh, we prepare for the future and the the wise has stores of these food and oil or money, whatever you want to talk about, and the foolish man just spends everything he has. And I think it's important for people to realize that you need to plan for where every dollar is going to go. Right before you get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, like, you know, we've already got it spent before we've really thoughtfully gone to the Lord, gone to His Word, and tried to determine how we should spend that money. Of course, we we know that financial prudence is a, is a long journey, and we know that there's certain things that we encourage believers to do, and that's, of course, to, to tithe. 
save for the future, and then fund your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think too often we're just quick to spend every dollar because we're funding our lifestyle. Right. And I think this comes to mind and applies specifically to retirees because you're thinking about your nest egg and your savings, your investments. That's your stores of choice food and oil. Um, but really, what's it for? How much is enough? And if you're already at that retirement milestone, uh, what are you thinking about most? Yeah, and, and, and really this, this applies all throughout life, but if we're thinking about ret- re- readiness for retirement, we have to connect that to planning. Mm-hmm. Because the, the retirement responsibilities shifted in America in the 70s. It used to be the company you worked for that you might have worked for them for 40 or 50 years. They were going to take care of you in your old age. They're going to keep your paychecks coming. That's right. That no longer is the case. All that shifted, and the onus is on the future retiree. Right. And if you're not thinking about retirement, even in your young 20s, you're not going to be ready for retirement. So what's the second concept when it comes to Proverbs? So we want to talk about the the value of patience and the long-term vision. So we've mentioned in the in past shows about the idea of delayed gratification and a long-term viewpoint on your financial plan, but Proverbs 28:20 says a faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. And that's just a reminder that uh, we shouldn't strive to get rich quick. Mhm. We should be focused on the long journey that is preparing for retirement. You know, we may have plans, um, but the Lord will direct our steps. And I'm reminded of Proverbs 16.1, the plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from from the Lord. Right. And and the value of patience and long-term vision is what will help investors and savers Re- retire and have success in retirement because they've been doing it a long time. I'm I'm thinking about the recent they call it the AI boom <clears throat> or even the the magnificent 7 this year, those seven large companies that are doing so well. People think that oh, I should have just owned those this year and I would have made a bunch of money and my retirement plan would look awesome. And a, and a lot of people chase those returns. In other words, the return has already happened, and we know one particular company that's kind of leading that AI revolution, if you will, that the stock price has gone up quite a bit this year. Right. And we have people asking us about it. It's like that the move's already happened, you know, and you can't anticipate those things. But with slow and diligent uh, practice of reti- saving for retirement, you know, the, the, the long haul marathon, if you will, those are the winners. It's not the ones that get rich quick. I know p- people that think they could know which way something's going to go, and they end up losing their money. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the meme stock investors that we had a few years ago right? for that. But there is a lot of virtue with having patience, and we need to have patience if we're preparing for a long-term goal. And that long-term goal needs to be determined now, not tomorrow, not That's right. two years before retirement, what is that retirement going to look like? Jesse, have you thought about this at all? What, what's your retirement going to look like? Well, my retirement is decades out, so I have the blessing of preparing early. It'll get here faster. It'll get here faster than I realize, but I'm trying to develop that long-term vision. I don't know what it will look like, where I'll be, and what the world will look like, but I do know that chipping away at it now is going to serve me well, and that long-term vision is so important. 
I know when I was um, one in 20, if you will, uh, there's a song we sang in men's glee it was <laughs> when I was one in 20. But when I was in my early 20s, I, I, I had a goal of I wanted to retire by age 40. Okay. Okay. I'm still working today, right? So, <laughs> but, it, but it was all because I had that mindset that I was going to do something to get rich quick. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, it was, through, was that through investments or big paychecks? No, just just through being an entrepreneur and okay. starting a business and doing those things. But it was all the wrong heart. It was all with the wrong mm-hmm. vision of the future and what the Lord wanted me to to do. And you know, I'm glad I didn't hit hit it hit an oil well or hit it hit a quick uh, fix with being rich. I've I've had to earn it yeah. over time, and I'm I'm not wealthy by any means. I mean, I'm certainly better off than. Um, a lot of people in third world countries and things, but comparatively speaking, I don't feel like I'm rich, mm-hmm. but I'm really rich, and yeah. you're rich, and, right. and our listeners are rich compared to what poverty is going on around the world. It's all about your perspective and those things. But I'm, I'm glad that that God reigned me in, because then I could focus on what He wanted me to focus on, not what my heart was wanting to focus on, and that was getting rich quick. Right. And that's not the way it works, folks. I think part of the long-term vision also is starting now. A lot of people think, I'll give when I have a lot of money, or I'll be really smart with my money when I have a ton of equity in my home, or whatever. And it's, you know, if you're starting out now and you're just renting, and you have a small paycheck, that's where you start. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. You need to start now. I don't care if you're 55 or if you're 25, you need to start now if you haven't already. So that third strategy for retirement, uh, hitting your retirement goals are avoiding debt and living within your means. Now, this seems like a very simple complex, uh, concept, but it's actually very hard for a lot of people to do. So Proverbs 20, 22, 7. 7. Thank you, Jesse. The rituals over the poor and the borrow is slave to the lender. You know, we've talked about this in other programs before about how, to, you know, tr- trying to avoid debt. Because uh, Proverbs has a lot of scripture about avoiding um, and cautioning against debt, excessive debt for sure, right? And extravagance. So, you know, as we're as we're thinking about retirement, debt is one of those things that delays retirement. Debt is one of those things that brings down um, your lifestyle in retirement. If you're, you know, servicing debt into retirement, that's going to be a drag on your retirement. Right. Because we have to remember, every dollar that we have in debt is being paid back with after-tax dollars. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most tax-inefficient way to pay off to pay off your bills is when you're having to finance that. Right. And and just remember that verse, you know, the borrower, the slave, or the lender. If you've got a big balance with, with number one credit card and the big mortgage, you owe those people. You are indebted to those companies. Yes, you do. And if you're facing a big decision when it comes to your debt, if you're going to go buy a a new car or you're looking at a new home or you're struggling with credit card debt, we would love to talk to you about it. Just give us a call. We'll talk to you through that um, situation that you're dealing with and, you know, with a biblical perspective, whether we think that's right or wrong for you. Yeah. And there's lots of resources. You can listen to previous podcasts that we have. We had one um, Spend Life Well episode, Breaking the Chains of Debt, Six six Biblical Steps to Financial Freedom. Yep. That's a blog post. And we've done another one on the dangers and uses of debt. 
uh, whether it be credit cards, mortgages, or payday loans and things. Take a look back on that, and you can listen to things where we try to help you get out of debt and avoid debt. Right. So um, our uh, next strategy is really dealing about really the risk management of things and diversification. Mm-hmm. What does Ecclesiastes 11.2 say, Yeah, so Jesse? this one's actually from Ecclesiastes, but still relevant. Divide your por- Same author. Yeah. Divide your portion into seven or even eight, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. That's Ecclesiastes 11.2. Basically saying, you need to think about diversification and risk management. And, and there's a lot of verses within Ecclesiastes and Proverbs that talk about diversification and managing your risk. And you know, one of the things we were talking about debt earlier, you know, Proverbs warns us about um, securing debt for another. Mm-hmm. And it urges you to you know, go and settle that and get out of that situation as quickly as possible. So, you know, there's, there are some parallels between diversifying investments and the wisdom of spreading our resources out. And if we diversify our investments, we're essentially spreading the risk out across many different sectors or companies or whatever it may be. Right. If I put everything into my company stock, I am over-concentrating my risk. And there is a chance that that company might have a bad quarter of earnings, that price drop, and so forth. I always share the story when I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers. I can't tell you the name of the company. But this particular company had a bad quarterly report because they were misstating earnings and how they were reporting those those revenues and so forth. And so their stock price went from $330 a share down to $13 a share in the span yeah. of about four or five weeks. You don't want to own that one stock. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I knew of the guy who owned that stock. He yeah. was the CEO at the time. And uh, don't worry, folks, he's doing okay. Uh, he was still able to build his little house on the Potomac River. But, um, you know, that type of risk is over-concentrating in one particular asset class or stock or even sector. That is risky. And Proverbs and Ecclesiastes gives us lots of wisdom about how to deal with that. It does. And it's very complicated. So if you have all the time in the world to figure it out, that's great. But if you don't, that's kind of where we come into play. And then our strategy, Jesse, the last strategy, Jesse mentioned this just a moment ago, but you know, what's your legacy and, and how do you give back? I know a lot of people, you said, Jesse, that when I get wealth, I will start giving it away. But right. folks, we know our heart is kind of ingrained in, in the way we do things. And, um, you know, if we're not willing to give now when we have little, what's going to change about that in the future? Exactly. So yep. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. And really what this is really trying to scratch the surface on is, is yes, prudent planning uh, leads to wealth over time, but you know, giving back is something that we're commanded to do in Scripture. And if we believe that everything we had is, is the Lord's and we're here to be as good stewards, then what problem do we have with sharing that with others? Right. Now, I'm not saying give away, sell all your possessions and, and um, carry a cross around on the interstate. I'm talking about, hey, it should be part of your financial plan on a, on a monthly basis that some of this we're going to give back and honor God with our first fruits of our wealth. Mm-hmm. Do it now, don't wait. And one of the things we love to do as financial planners is trying to help 
folks feel see that they can give now. Yep, that's great. And it may not be a whole lot now, but they can still give now. And uh, we had a, a previous podcast uh, talking about retirement and generosity and leaving a legacy for God's kingdom. That was a previous episode of our show. I encourage you to check that out. Yep. So, so Jesse, five five strategies we talked about today and some key takeaways here are, you know, uh, giving back, diversifying your risk, avoiding debt, living within your means, and, the, and patience and prudence. Mm-hmm. All pretty hard, easy concepts, and we've got wisdom from the Bible in the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes here. So, so listeners, as we wrap up today, um, if you like what you're hearing, we would love for you to comment on whatever platform you're listening to this on, like it, and subscribe to our channels. Uh, we, we're on YouTube and other places as well. And tell your friends about it. We would love to spread the word here. And uh, send us an email or a text if you want to hear about something in the future. All right, and they can do that through the YouTube channel there where they're watching this podcast. That's right. All right, folks, until next time, you've been listening to the Spin Life Well Show. Have a great week.